Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox Post Game Show, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio B of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the podcast at CHGO underscore White Sox. That's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. That's Lawrence backwards. I'm in 23 for Robin Ventura. Vinny Duber will be joining us live from the ballpark in 20, 25, 30, 30 minutes maybe uh, here on the CHGO White Sox postgame show. And we got all of you lovely people hanging out with us in the chat. And while you are, commenting away. Uh, Make sure you're liking the video, uh, subscribing to CHGO as well, and uh, make sure you're hitting the subscribe in those podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well, just because, again, we're going to be here after every single game. Nine straight shows for you. This is capping off nine straight shows. Herb's going to go take a little trip, refresh, but uh, we've been at it, and uh, the White Sox need a break, huh? Yeah, but the weird thing, like, we've been nine straight games with the White Sox, I'm going on the road to watch a White Sox game or three. <laughs> so we're going to Pittsburgh. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment, as they call it. I was about to say, do you regret the choice? We are coming to you live after a White Sox loser. Mm. And oh boy, did they lose. Oof. 16 to 6. Woof. Yeah, exactly, Dan. We're in Studio B, which I actually prefer over Studio A. Don't tell everybody else. <laughs> Because we're bad. We got uh, relegated to Studio B because B stands just, for bad. They're like, no, nah, y'all can't be in the, our main studio. The White Sox suck, so y'all suck. Get in Studio B. Actually, I love Studio B. It's cozy. Yeah. You see the 312 right here, as my mom would call it. 312. I, I like that uh, it's 312 tomorrow, start time for, it, uh, for Sox Pirates. Weirdly enough, Pittsburgh set it up both for them and us. I think the area code for Pittsburgh is 412. Hmm. So local time, 412. For us, three twelve. Yeah, so uh, enjoy a, a lovely, a lovely three one two, as the Goose Island people call it. Or if you're like my mom, three twelve. It, it seems like the people need a three twelve because uh, the comments are tight. Um, we got a, uh, we got someone saying Lance Lynn's the new Dallas Keuchel. Um, but I do want to go to a comment from our guy Wayne. Uh, he's saying another bra- batting practice section, which is true. Chris, I think, is making a good point. Got a tip of the hat to uh, the Giants for scouting here, uh, seeing the uh, clear tipping from Michael Kopech where the White Sox seem to make changes and I think Lance Lynn you know just might have been running into some dead arm uh, at this point but man uh, they were all over him 
Uh, but I want to go to uh, Wayne real quick. Uh, Wayne mentioned something about, you know, we have confidence in this team, but they still have to prove it. And I, 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 I can't lie. After the first four games, I feel like I kind of lost that. Like, this team still needs to prove it to us. And boy, was this series proof of that. Yeah, and when you're looking as a White Sox fan, after you have that, what we termed successful series out there in Houston, we split versus them. You looked better than the reigning world champions. You come back into this uh, series, and maybe you're not thinking that the Giants are also ran. You know they won 107 games just two years ago, so you know they're a formidable task, but you're looking at them. You're looking at Anthony Discolfini. You're looking at their good pitcher, Logan Webb. And then you got Alex Wood on the bump. You're like, all right, two out of three sounds good. Let's let's eat. Let's, let's fork and knife. Let's eat. No, sir. The Giants pitched very well in this series, and they hit even better. And the White Sox, for their part, not only gave up a bunch of home runs, but they allowed people to get in front of them with I think it was 18 walks in this series, at least, to the Giants hitters. That is not a recipe for success. While the White Sox, I think, only walked eight times themselves and only hit one home run. And that was Luis Roberts' home run on um, Monday in the home opener late in the game. So they got outclassed by a team that we would have thought was either at the same level, which they finished 81-81 and 81 last year, or a little bit below. So it was an embarrassing series for the White Sox. I hope they take this to heart. I hope they feel it. They should feel it because getting blown out twice in a short series at the crib is not the way to instill um, like confidence in your fan base. And, yeah, it's a bad series, but I think it's just that, a bad series. But the White Sox need to take this to heart and say, we can't just throw our jocks out there and let the wins happen. We got to actually perform. Yeah, and also, too, I mean, this is a team the White Sox handled last year. Even though they went 81-81, and 81, uh, the White Sox went to AT&T Park July 1st, 2nd, 3rd, win, win, and win. Yep. Uh, the last one was 13-4, an ass-whooping of its own right. But uh, someone mentioned the home run differential as well. Uh, I think you mentioned it, but why not hammer the point home? 13 home runs for <laughs> the Giants in this series. The most at Comiskey Park 2, guaranteed rate. U.S. Cellular uh, in by any team in a three-game series. Uh, so that's history, folks. Uh, my guy uh, who is trying to hit us up uh, in uh, trying to see if we were at the game. Uh, I want to now give him credit. Duke? Uh, no, it wasn't Duke. Uh, Ryan, right? Yeah, Rhett Ryan uh, was saying, oh, are you guys at the game? You know, looking forward to see you. And then uh, by 4 o'clock, he messaged me back and says, I hate it here. <laughs> um, so appreciate you, Ryan. Uh, it, it, it sucked. It was, it was a horrible game. And I mean, even the, the Copac game was, was atrocious. Uh, I, an ass whooping of epic propor- proportions. This is the most they've given up in a three game series. And it's not really close uh, in this park's history. Uh, next closest, I believe is 10. And they've done that one, two, three, four, five, six different times, most recently twice in 2019, to the Royals and the Mariners. Before I keep on crapping on the White Sox, and they deserve it for this pitiful performance they had this whole series, got to give credit, and I think you did earlier, to the Giants for actually doing the job, kicking some tape major ass out there. Um, They were just on everybody. And remember yesterday when we were talking about Dylan Cease, that to me, that – Pitching performance by Dylan Cease stands out even more now that you see the Giants extend on uh, Michael Kopech and crush Lance Lynn and company today for uh, Dylan Cease to only give up one run on the home run by J.D. Davis. And that was the only hit. 
it's got to be a performance that you got to look back and say, man, maybe the Giants are really good. And Dylan Cease is a top of the league pitcher because he only gave up one run to that effing juggernaut, even though they just went to New York and got beat two out of three. Well, and I mean, credit to the Giants hitters. These guys, as you mentioned, 18 walks, extremely patient. They seem to be looking for their pitch. And when they got it, when they got fastballs, they did damage. Uh, Someone asked in the chat, why were we so bad? I mean, they just gave him a lot of pitches to hit. Yeah. They, they, th- they threw a lot of balls over the plate, a lot of fastballs that just hung. Lance Lynn gave a lot of pitches just directly in the middle of the plate. His velocity was down as well. The stuff wasn't there. I don't know if, you know, I started thinking, you know, maybe there's a bug going around. If Dylan's sick, then maybe Lance Lynn is sick. I, I also think, too, I mean, we wave the World Baseball Classic might be taking a toll right here. This just might be some dead arm. Um, You know, I mean, this just could be some fatigue for Lance Lynn because he's thrown so much already. Um, I don't know if that's true, but it it could just be dead arm period because you look at the stuff stat. uh, And Sarah, when you get a chance, can we flash that uh, the Lynn stuff graphic? Um, You kind of similar story to Dylan Cease yesterday. Um, No, that was it. You got it Um, right there. Uh, So pitch velocity was down 1.7 miles per hour. Cutter was down about a half a mile, uh, 0.5 mile per hour. Uh, the curveball was down two and a half miles per hour. Changeup was down one and uh, a half mile per hour. Uh, the slider was down a mile or so, and the sinker was down 1.2 miles per hour. So he was just losing velocity, was losing effect, and he was trying to pick around the corners and sometimes he was able to do it sometimes he just missed the zone completely with all the walks and sometimes they they just hung uh so it wasn't his best stuff out there i'm not too worried about lance lynn if there's anybody i think in the white Sox rotation that has earned that kind of cred and that kind of rope Lance Lynn is that guy, but, you know, we'll see. We have two super chats here, so why don't we knock those out? Uh, one of them from Husky Bardo. Glad I got the first game out of the way. This team is trash and doesn't deserve our money. Uh, all they are, our 500 team, makes me sick. Appreciate the super chat, Husky Bardo. And then uh, Jeffrey saying, Lynn had you shove. If he didn't, they were, weren't going to win. Not without Aloy, Yo-Yo, Yaz, and with Ben Attendee's glove lately. It's simple. I'm not worried. Um. I don't know if I'm worried, but again, like I picked this team to win 83 games. They seem like an 83 win game team or an 83 win team. Yeah. They're um, it was a performance that wasn't of them. And the thing that we had on uh, was it yesterday when Dylan Cease was out there in the fifth inning, needing a strikeout of Jock Peterson. He got it struck Jock Peterson out, gave this team a chance to win. They went into that bottom of the fifth with the lead and won that game and extended the lead, actually. That same scenario kind of came up in the fifth inning today with Lance Lynn, and he failed. There was necess- there was a needed high-velocity fastball up at the top of the zone. He put it middle-middle, and Jock Peterson just absolutely torched that ball to give Lance his seventh and eighth runs of the uh, afternoon. Right there, you get him out, six to three. Not great, but actually in within striking distance. I think once that pitch was rocked, every White Sox fan was like, ugh, that's it. I mean, five <laughs> runs is going to be a tough task for this, especially they're not laying off of Jeff, Double J, Jeff Junis's or Jacob Junis's uh, slider. It's going to be all, all she wrote right there. And so that's the difference right there. You see between the two pitchers executing the pitchers, the pitches versus that specific batter in Jock Peterson, and they'll make you pay for it every, each time. And that's a good hitting uh, Giants team that didn't miss any of the mistakes while the White Sox 
They got hanging slider after hanging slider after hanging slider. Sometimes they didn't swing at it. Sometimes they did with Hanzo Alberto and just pop it up out of bounds. And then when they're swinging at balls in the dirt or about to hit them. So those are the differences in this series where the White Sox didn't take care of the advantages or the mistakes by the Giants while the Giants took advantage of every mistake by the White Sox. Yeah, and I mean, even then, I mean, you can go to game one, and Chris brings up our plate discipline sucks. We love to go green light on 2-0, and, you know, we see Andrew Vaughn kind of expecting a gift against Anthony DiScalfani and then getting himself into trouble by saying bad and naughty words. Uh, you know, they, they, they could be a team that could just start walking more and hopefully put more pressure on teams. That's what we were hoping. We saw that a lot in 2021. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Um and it seemed like they learned, like it seemed like Tim had a difficult at-bat against Junis, and then Robert came up, and it seemed like his at-bat was a little bit better, and then Vaughn came in, and he ultimately drove in a run. So, uh, you know, it, that was a nice progression there, but it's not enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Alex Wood, too, he only went three innings, right? So they, they got to the starting pitcher today. You can flash that graphic, Sarah. That's perfect right now. Uh, three innings pitched for Alex Wood, one earned run, six hits, two walks, Three Ks. I wouldn't say he was dominant. You were right, though, about his uh, extension. Um, he, he did look healthy today, mm-hmm. and that stuff looked nice. Um, that 92, it looked like a very, very sharp and get-on-you 92, right? Yeah. It, it seemed really, really effective today. Um, but still, nothing that I didn't think the White Sox couldn't handle. And, you know, they knocked him out by the third inning. So I, I liked the hitting today. The hitting really wasn't the issue. You score six runs. You know, Lance Lynn going four and a third, eight earned runs, nine hits, three walks, five Ks. That won't do it. That doesn't play at all. And the (laughs) Giants, I think in their long history, this is their tied for the record for the most home runs they've hit in a three-game set with 13. I believe that's correct. Either set the record or tied with it. So they tied the record for their franchise in a three-game series and since 1991, since this new park opened, this is the most home runs the White Sox have given up in a three-game span. And that is not even just a single three-game series. I mean, the most they've given up in a three-game span was 11. So they just sm- they just smashed that record right here uh, with, with 13. So uh, very ugly. No, and I get Blake names saying the Giants are terrible. They're not terrible. The lineup is not terrible. They work pitches. They work counts. They work be- it's a- uh, starting pitchers. That's what they did to Dylan Cease. They're like, hey, if Dylan Cease is going to be that Dylan Cease of 2022, we're going to let him walk everybody they want to and the pitches that he's going to be throwing the slider we're not going to be offering at that and so Dylan Cease can leave after five and the same thing with Lance Lynn he he was leaving balls fat in the middle of the plate and tell me that's a bad team that deposits those balls for 435 feet you got a a catcher and Blake Sable did not miss a stitch of that Lance Lynn fastball so maybe we are underestimating these guys in the Giants and maybe the Giants know how to get guys ready for Major League Baseball because did we expect them to win 107 games two years ago? No. No, right. The the Giants may be better than we expect, but yeah, there's no excuse. Well, the White Sox played poorly. Two, as Vinny likes to say, two things can be true at the same time. The White Sox played absolutely disgustingly horrible today and Monday, and the Giants took advantage of that and looked like world beaters today. There is a great piece on baseball prospectus back from 2021, kind of talking how the, line, the Giants – uh, tailored their lineup to the specific fastball of that starting pitcher. And they look for certain guys with swing planes that line up to guys that are, you know, sinker ball heavy or cutter heavy, like 
you know, they, they really like Jock's swing plane. They really like Conforto's swing plane. That's why those guys are on the team. Wilmer Flores as well, who hit a home run today. Um, they like that swing plane. Uh, they are a very, very smart organization. They are able to get the most out of their pitchers as well. And in that park, they could be extremely dangerous, uh, AT&T, just because, you know, that is a, a pitcher haven park. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are a very smart organization. It doesn't surprise me that this smart organization killed fastballs. In, in this day and age, you have to kill fastballs. And that's what we were talking about all offseason with the White Sox. Look at how many uh, – we can flash the graphics there of uh, Lance Lynn fastballs in play. Um, you flashed it. No, not that one. Not ooh, the, one. Ooh, nope, one more. Strike yeah, there you go. Uh, here are all the fastballs they hit. Those look like pretty good pitches to hit. Um, Those are a lot, a lot in the middle. Um, I think those are about seven that are directly in the middle right there, um, and about five that are at below the zone. The one that was out of the zone that he got uh, a guy to pop up in the infield was perfect. uh, Bases loaded. Uh, Lance Lynn threw a great pitch on that one. But outside of that, when he threw it in the zone and when he left it middle middle, they made him pay. And that's and and the White Sox. I don't see the White Sox do that enough. And that's the thing is like, when, when have we ever heard the White Sox about tipping? You know, people are, are bringing up Kopech tipping. I don't think Lynn was tipping today, but his stuff was down and they made him pay. They jumped all over it. Yeah. And I, as I saw a blank name wrote like, would, which player on this team on the Giants team, would you like to trade for Sean? When you answer that one, which player on the, on the Giants would you like to have on the White Ooh, Sox? Uh, I, I, so I actually made a trade, Gavin Sheets, Jimmy Lambert, and then somebody else for Mike Yastrzemski during the offseason. So Yaz would be one of them. Uh, I've been saying sign Conforto for about two years. I, even Roberto Perez, I, I'd like him as a backup catcher. He's those two guys I, I've, I've liked uh, for about two years here, uh, wanting the White Sox to pick up. Uh, they're not bad. I get the point because that's what I thought coming into today's game. I thought, hey, Lance Lynn uh, is going to be able to do well. I thought mm-hmm. the White Sox were going to win by one and a half runs. I'm surprised they've hit 13 home runs, but it's less surprising when you take in the whole picture. They won 170 games in 2021. This isn't a stupid organization. They hit 13 home runs. That's very surprising for all those names on that list. But even Jack Peterson, Jack Peterson's been trying to be a White Sox, or they've been trying to get him to be a White Sox for about two years now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I would love left-handed power, and the Giants have left-handed power, yeah, and the White, White Sox, Sox need that. Got thoroughly outclassed this whole series. Don't take our praising of the Giants as excuses for the White Sox. We are going to shit on them, and they deserve it. And I'm sure in that clubhouse, Pedro's saying, disgusting effort, gentlemen, disgusting effort. But when you're starting pitcher, and we give Lance a lot of praise, a lot of it, because he deserves it. But when your starting pitcher goes out there and gives you only four and two-thirds, of eight earned runs and a bunch of walks, you got, you don't have a chance to win. That's really tough. And none of the pitchers in the White Sox staff went even close to the sixth inning. Like Dylan went the farthest with the five innings he did yesterday, and that's not going to get it done. So, yeah, it starts with the starting pitcher, and the starting pitchers for the White Sox in this series were poor, awful, just bad as hell. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm – I don't know what you guys want. Like, I, I, we are crapping on the White Sox. They're terrible. But let's give credit where it's due. The Giants, you think the Pirates are going to do the same thing this weekend? Even if the White Sox pitchers are bad, you think the Pirates are going to extend on them? Maybe. But I think the Giants are slightly better than what the Pirates offer. I think the, the White Sox just wet the bed today. Today, I picked them 8-2 to two to win. And no, that was a, just an ass woman, an old-fashioned country ass woman of the Giants. And maybe, hopefully, this resets the White Sox kind of puffy chested after the Houston series and rightfully so. And now they're like, okay, all right, we just got, 
beat badly by a team that we shouldn't get beat badly by. Let's get our stuff together. We got to bring it every single day, not just when we're playing the high high uh, Astros versus these guys in the Pirates versus the well, Houston Astros and versus these Giants. And that's the thing, Jared's saying. The thing is, the losses are on the pitching. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. I don't. I don't think you're gonna see that bad of pitching against the Pirates. I love you, Hector. He's saying Pirates are gonna kill the Sox. I don't think so. I, I don't know. Like, I, I hope this is a little bit of a humbling, and I hope they just remind, like, hey, all right, this is just a reset. We're going to take it now. The next five days, we're still in prove-it mode. The White Sox need better pitching, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think Lance Lynn's going to be that bad again. I think he's probably got his one awful start out of the way um, of the year. I mean, when else have you seen Lance Lynn be that incapable? Yeah. Like, in a White Sox uniform. He, he, he's really had not, like, not that many bad blow-up starts. No, I mean, when he came back last year out of the IL, he wasn't looking great, but he wasn't this. He was bad back then, but he was just working up to a a point, and then he started dominating the second half. This was just not good. And I'm sure when Vinny joins us, Lance is probably going to MF himself, say, I did wrong everywhere. I sucked. You just got to flat out be better than that. I guarantee Lance is going to be saying some words about himself. So, yeah, it's it's a bad look. Let's see, three home runs against the Cubs in 2021 and three in July, uh, both against Minnesota and Oakland. So how many did he give up today? How many home runs did he give up today? Uh, three. Three, okay. Give up three today. And then also three walks, nine hits. Yeah, this is his ugliest start by far. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I, I don't think it's going to be that bad. And Mr. Aguirre saying Pirates did sweep Boston in Boston. I said, I've been down on Boston. Have you seen Boston starting pitching? I mean, it's not good. Like, the the White Sox in the upcoming series, and we'll take a break in just a sec, uh, but the White Sox have Rich Hill tomorrow. Dick Mountain. Dick Mountain. Uh, They have Vince Velasquez on Saturday. Mm, Fork and knife. Let's eat. And then on uh, Sunday, they have Johan Aviedo, who I don't even think is that a sounds, starter. That sounds like a, stri- uh, a shutout for Johan Aviedo. I've never heard Johan of him. Johan Aviedo has not pitched more than 62 and a third innings in his career. So I don't think that he will make it deep enough to shut down the White Sox. Maybe they get three innings out of him. Yeah, and you know the old White Sox adage. Once they haven't seen a hitter or a pitcher, that pitcher comes in and throws at least six innings of three-hit ball, giving up no runs on that Sunday in Pittsburgh. But I'm going to be there giving you guys a in-person look at what the White Sox are going to do versus these Pirates. Uh, that pitching staff doesn't seem like it's going to do anything versus the White Sox. And it's up to the White Sox hitters to take advantage of that and not you know, too late in allowing the game to uh, come to them. The first inning with the White Sox, where Lance Lynn just gave up a couple runs, that is on the onus of Tim, on Luis, on the top of the hitters to say, all right, we got your back. Yes, you gave up a couple runs, but we're going to let you know that it's all good. But there's a couple at-bats. I think Tim let the first one go. Luis let the first pitch go and then let the third pitch go right by him, both of them on strikes. You got to attack this guy who was on the bump today. Alex Wood is no damn good. He was giving you fat pitches, and they didn't punish him enough. Same thing that has to happen tomorrow with Alec, I mean with uh, Dick Mountain. Same type of pitcher, lefty, slow, will throw you a knuckle curve every once in a while. You gotta attack him and well, make sure he pays for his mistakes. And it won't be as it won't get on you as fast either. No. I, I think they're gonna have an easier time with Dick Mountain tomorrow. Um that I, I really hope the best for for the Sox tomorrow because uh, I think they can work him. Uh Johan Aviedo, I was I was a little bit wrong on him. Uh he's 
gone deep a little bit. Uh, he's been a bullpen arm, uh, but he's he might go four. I mean, it depends on how, how quickly they get to him. His first start, Boston hit three home runs on him. Uh, so, hey, that'd be nice. Hopefully the White Sox can do that. They're a professional ball club, right? Um, like, I'm just waiting for this White Sox team to wake up, and it'd be nice for them to hit home runs. Uh, yeah, I mean, the- last home run was Luis Robert and – the home opener, right? In, in a game that was already blown out. Right. But it's good for Luis to do that, to get his, uh, his stroke right. You, the bat still counts, but to not only hit, to only hit one home run where the opposing team hits 13 in that same series. Uh, uh, obviously, the ball is flying out. So, obviously, the White Sox are doing something wrong offensively, too. So, if they, they gave up 13 home runs, I expect at minimum to be in that same, like, eight, nine home runs in that series because the wind was blowing out. The balls were flying out, and the White Sox like, nah, we're good. Ground balls all day. <laughs> uh, That's how you win. Our, our man, Steven Nicholas, uh, we'll, we'll end this on this uh, uh, stat here, and then we'll take a break. Uh, Lynn had 19 walks last year. He has seven through three star, uh, two starts this year. Not good. That doesn't play. That's not bad. No, that's not great. Um, but then we also saw him you know, just stretch last year, go like, what, 72 innings pitch with six walks. So he's a guy that can clean it up and, and clean it up Completely. So uh, I, I'm not too worried about him, but we'll see. We want to let you know about Fubo TV. Fubo TV has 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Go to Fubo fubotv.com slash chgo a lot of vowels in, yes. <laughs> in that url you could stream live tv from any device watch the most chicago sports for the lowest price and you could start watching immediately with a seven day free trial there's no contract no cable no hassle just sign up and start watching and you have over a thousand hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge and you can watch local teams while traveling right now today is the first day of the ncaa tournament on espn news espn2 and espn News. the frozen four for all of the college hockey action you want on fubo tv you can also watch the white Sox on nbc sports chicago with fubo tv use the link in the description below to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro also, want to let you know about Goose Island. Give a honk honk, you little Goose Island 312, 312 for your mom. Yep. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer company since 1988. Their beer company includes the 312, the Bull City 312, which matches the 2022 2023 City Edition uniform of the Chicago Bears, uh, the Bourbon County Stout, which Kevin wants you to chug, the Beer Hug IPA series, which you did. Chug, three of them. Green Line, Matilda, and Sophie. You missed out on the ten percent, or though it was still in the package. I oh. drank it later. Well, you'll do it slowly. T- you'll do it tonight uh, <laughs> to to go to sleep before your long trip to uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, also, we got the event coming up uh, on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth over at Joe's on Wheat Street for the CHGO Bears Draft Party. So make sure you are heading over to allchgo.com and checking out tickets. Diehards. Uh, your tickets are discounted with your membership. So make sure you are checking out and going over to the draft party on Wheat Street. It should be a blast with Goose Island. And Goose Island's two locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovative tanks at Goose Island's Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House at 1800 North Clybourne. That's right over by Wheat Street. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations, Goose Island Beer Company. Let's go over to Guaranteed Rate Field. That's the opposite direction of 1800 North Clybourne. We're going over to 35th and Shields. Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer, he's got a brand new post up at All CHGO talking about the new platoon between Gavit Sheets 
and Jake Berger. And look at Sarah flashing the little uh, the little screenshot of Vinny's article. That is free and unlocked for all of you to go read. So why not? Vinny, why don't you plug the little article here? Because Jake Berger smashed one, 116 off the bat. I'm excited to see that against Rich Hill tomorrow. Listen, guys, uh, I don't think anybody ever doubted that Jake Berger could hit. It's just a matter of whether he could find himself in the lineup. So now that he's in that lineup, uh, you know, occasionally, at least, against going to be there against left-handed pitching, uh, you know, as Gavin Sheets gets kind of the at-bats against righties. And look, we saw it even in the game today, right? A left-handed starter. And uh, then later in the game, they bring in a right-handed reliever. Gavin Sheets pinch hits for Jake Berger, even though Jake Berger had himself a double and that laser uh, that you mentioned there. You know, uh, this is how they're going to do it. Pedro loves the matchups pedro loves the numbers and uh the numbers back that up so you'll see sheets and burger in that dh platoon it seems moving forward until uh, aloy comes off the il but i think the main takeaway too is that Eloy might not be on the IL very long. Uh, it, it just seems like maybe it will be closer to 10 days than three weeks, uh, just the way they're talking about him today, be it Pedro or Eloy himself, who told us he feels good. He, he feels really good. He said if uh, he wasn't unavailable due to being on the injured list, he would have volunteered to pinch hit today. So um, he, he feels real good uh, compared to what, how he felt uh, later on Monday. And uh, Pedro can't talk enough about how, you know, the um, – work that Aloy did this offseason kind of putting him in the position to recover quickly from this you know if Aloy maybe hadn't done all that working out to get down 25 pounds maybe this would be a longer stay than it is but I think right now uh, at least from Pedro's perspective the fact that he did that all that work has uh, kind of set him up for a quick injured list stay. And Vinny, I know uh, due to the circumstances of the game, it might not have been asked, but I really, really like that Pedro Gafal in the fourth inning went with uh, Gavin Sheets in a pinch hit roll when they took out uh, Wood. That tells me that the guy knows when the game is hanging in the balance, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, the fourth inning, the seventh inning, and if you come through right there, which Gavin walked right there, that would have been the difference in that game. So was he asked about why he made that move so early? And, you know, what was his answer if he did? He was not, but I think you can apply what was said pregame, which is, or I guess it was mostly postgame yesterday uh, when he mentioned the word platoon. And here you go. We saw it in the starting lineups both yesterday and today. Yesterday against the left or against the, the righty, it's Gavin. Yeah, today against the lefty, it's Berger. So I think he's not going to be afraid to play that lefty-righty platoon. You saw it on opening day, too, when uh, Oscar Colas was pinch hit, uh, when he pinch hit for Romy Gonzalez late in that game. So I don't think the I don't think the situation is going to dictate, you know, oh, it's too early to get rid of a of a starting player i think he's going to go with what he wants to go with that's refreshing yeah i mean you know we'll see uh if it, if it continues too i mean hey maybe jake Berger just keeps it in the the cover off the ball too. just not removed from the line yeah, they, they can't take his, <laughs> his hot bat out you know he even Aloy gets benched maybe that's what i'm picturing <laughs> all right, um, okay all right fine well, enough of the hyperbole um and i agree with steven nicholas let's get the likes up for these guys why not uh we, we got beat writer coverage he's he's at the ballpark was lance lynn just joyed and overzealous to talk to you today <laughs> i mean what do you think no. I'll go ahead and put in a, I'll pull in Aloy Jimenez and look at you and go, yeah, what do you think? Asking <laughs> me that yes or no question. Um, Is there a bug in. going around in the locker room? What do you mean? Like, well, Dylan was sick, so I didn't know if maybe Lance caught what Dylan got. 
Uh, no, I, I think he maybe caught what Michael Kopech had <laughs> in terms of giving up home runs. But uh, no, Lance, uh, you know, always uh, quick with the one-liner. He called today a piss-poor day. Uh, he was not pleased with his outing at all. Certainly when a starting pitcher, especially a veteran one, uh, does not even make it five innings, you know uh, their reaction is going to be uh, quite negative, and indeed it was. Um, the reaction for the series from Lance Lynn, from Pedro Grafal, from Sabi Zavala, from Tim Anderson, who we all talked to after the game, was, uh, man, the Giants really obliterated every single mistake that White Sox pitching made in, the, in these three games. I think the takeaway there is don't you can't make so many mistakes, um, but you got to expect any big league lineup. I mean, this is a team that came in after playing that series with the Yankees. They were shut out twice by the Yankees in, in that in their first three games of the season. Uh, then they come in here and launch 13 home runs in three days. Uh, you can't make that many mistakes if you're White Sox pitching. Sebi said it flat out. We didn't pitch well in this series, and boy, is that true. Uh, you know, Dylan Cease, was, uh, who gave up a home run yesterday, who gave up one of these 13 home runs, ended up being the guy who kind of held things together the most. Uh, I mean, my goodness, obviously, Michael Kopech, Lance Lynn struggled today, uh, and, and Jose Ruiz uh, in two uh, relief appearances in this series gave up three home runs, which you do not want to see from a relief pitcher. It's one thing, um, you know, when you're a starting pitcher and you're, you're, you have the bulk of innings and batters faced where, you know, okay, back-to-back games, three home runs, it's not great, but it can happen. Uh, a reliever, three home runs in two appearances is, is not good. And um, I think, you know, obviously you saw the effects of Hanser Alberto pitching, you know, twice in, in a, in a series. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, you can call it ridiculous, whatever you want, but I mean, it's just, the, the concentration of those uh, appearances twice in three games. Uh, and then he gives up a grand slam late in this one. I mean, it got out of hand and uh, uh, you know, the giants are not a team that's being picked to go very far this season. And, and here it is. So obviously this is early. It's uh, as, as Pedro said today, Herb, I think you would appreciate this summary because you're Mr. Uh, April got games count too. Mm-hmm. He said, you know what? These games all count, but this is just one. It is just one. And, and I think he was talking about saving his bullpen, talking about making the pitching decisions he did with the with his eye on this weekend. Not that you're punting a game, but my goodness, uh, you know, it, it it's it's one game when you when you've got to set up all the rest. They could have brought in all their guys today if they really wanted to Graveman and Lopez and, and Kelly and all those guys. But they got games that they can win this weekend in Pittsburgh. And I think they're looking at that. So um it was, it was a bad day. It was a bad two days out of these last three that they played at home. Um, and I think Lance Lynn's uh, summary, piss poor, uh, is probably uh, the way that you've got to look at this one. Uh, the good news, I guess, is that it's one of 162 and not uh, any more than that. And I know that the actual run total says six, but we all understand it was three runs they scored today because that was Matt Beattie in the ninth inning. Did any of the people speak about? Does that how- mean? Does that mean Herb that the Giants get four wiped four or so wiped away from them too? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it still kicked the White Sox ass. So yeah, twelve to three was the final score, but. I think that the players, as we talk about the Giants executing and hitting every mistake, the White Sox had the same thing, and they didn't really hit anybody's mistake. Did they talk about, and I know the the focus will be pitching suck this series, but the hitting and the timely hitting wasn't there also this series. Did they talk about bats needing to execute or and or pick up their pitchers when they're not on their stuff? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the game situation probably dictated that that wasn't 
what they were thinking about so much. You know what I mean? When you look up and you got a 10 run, uh, you know, deficit there, it's showing that the pitching was just absolutely hammered. And, and you know, uh, had this been a three run game or a four run game, then yeah, that, ex- that explanation that you gave is perfectly valid. It's like, Hey, you guys should be expected to go out and get three, four runs to make up for this. Like, that's all right. But when it's just home run, home run, home run, and, and, and this team is, beaten down uh, pretty early on, as it was on Monday as well. Um, it, it's hard to summon, not that fight, because I think, you know, you saw it. They went out and scored three runs in the ni- in the ninth inning. But uh, just the idea that, um, you know, the blame is all goes all around. You can certainly say that it did. And I, I don't think you'd be wrong in, in this series. But um, on a day like today, in, in really Monday, I think it was the same, same thing. Uh, it's the pitchers. It's the pitchers failing to get the job done uh, to even give them the chance. We talk so much about guys giving the team a chance to win, right? I mean, you go out there and you give up. Maybe you can even give up four or five runs if you're mm-hmm. a starting pitcher. And you can give your ch- team a chance to win. They can, they can be within striking distance. You go up, you as a pitching staff go out and give up 16 or, or, or 12, if you want to call it that, uh, you're not really doing that. Yeah. It's it, well, I mean, what you, you pulled the Ed Farmer and the Sox, yeah. Sox need 10, need 13 to tie. The Sox need 13 to tie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just seems insurmountable. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's definitely what we were doing last year. You win 60, you lose 60, a clear loss. I mean, you, you don't lose games clearer than this uh, by 10, <laughs> just flat out. Uh, it doesn't help the run differential, which looked ugly last year. But, uh, hey, just got to brush it off and maybe hammer the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, in the upcoming series. How do we feel coming into the Pittsburgh Pirates series? Again, Giolito versus Hill, Clevenger versus Velasquez, Kopech versus Aviate or Oviat. Aviato? I think I've been saving Aviato. Uh, so let's yeah, roll with Aviato. doesn't matter. It's um, not going to work anymore. Johan Aviato. Um we put up a comment from Wayne earlier kind of saying, you know, we're hopeful, right? They go two and two. They split against the, the Astros. But this whole motto of this team's been prove it. They're not going to be proving it after seven games. Right, Vinny? Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I think the idea is that it's seven games. I mean, it's a seven games of 162. Uh, if you are looking for a team to come out and write its story for the entire season in the first week, uh, you're not going to get it. And that's good, bad, or anything in between. Um, how many teams, and I'm not even talking about excuses like, oh, my God, I remember when the Braves were in fourth place at the All-Star break and they went on to win the or win, <laughs> win the World Series. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about go find a team that finished with the best record in baseball history and point to me that you knew that they were going to do that after seven games. Nobody did. So uh, I, I don't think we're making any grand generalizations here. I think what we can say is, boy, that pitching looked bad good thing they get to go to a team that's not very good and pitch the next three days because they got to get it back on track. There's no doubt about that. Um, uh, There, there are many other things going on here. Obviously you've got the Aloy injury. Uh, How are they going to continue to hit without their, arguably their best hitter in the middle of the lineup for the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, are, are the hot starts going to continue? Yoan Moncada, Luis Robert Jr. Are we going to see those guys continue to hit? TA continue to hit. So um, it's just about watching. You keep watching the games and you see what's going on. I don't know if you're going to uh, uh, see any big, big grand conclusions that we can draw after just seven games, but keep your eye on what's been happening see if it either a continues or b stops and that's uh both in positive and negative categories sorry for so many uh uh, you know big generalizations there that nobody likes to hear everybody wants a definitive statement but uh that's them's the breaks because that's baseball for you and uh just you know they lost the series and it's very bad and i know you fans out there like us it hurts and you know you're 
you know, you've gone back to 2022 and I don't blame you for feeling that way, but I implore you to stay with this team because I don't think that they're the same team and old de- habits will die hard. So it won't just be Magic Wand, Pedro Gafal team starts winning. And remember this, wins versus Pittsburgh, count the same amount as wins versus the Houston Astros and or San Francisco Giants. So go out and sweep to the Pittsburgh Pirates this week. It's not forgotten, but it's also, okay, we can go into Minnesota and try to beat those guys and right the ship in Pittsburgh versus a lesser team. I think no one would disagree that the Pittsburgh Pirates are a lesser team. They go out and get swept or lose two out of three to Pittsburgh. Then you can say, hey, man, what the hell is going on out here? So well, yeah, well, that's I what too, I'm I think, I think the main thing, too, is like you just said, Herb. I mean, dude, if they go sweep the Pirates this weekend, which I don't think anybody would think is out of the realm of possibility, then all of a sudden they're six and four, and you're like, oh, here we go, hot streak. Everybody, Everything's looking good. They're over 500 going to Minnesota. I mean, it's just, you know, if, if you, you, everybody wants to look at that record and, and, and say you are what your record says you are kind of thing. Well, yeah, but this is a sport that lasts six months. And if you're going to say, yeah, the the White Sox are what their record says they are after seven games, but that what does that tell us about what they're going to be in August or September, let alone May, let alone next week? Uh, you know what I mean? So I think I think uh, you know the 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 listen. You watch your team give up 13 home runs in three games. I can understand that you're not very happy about that, nor should you be. But uh, go ahead and and wait to uh, wait to uh, you know decide whether or not you're going to follow this team all the way through after a little bit more than just seven games. The Pedro's and I, this is my thoughts that Pedro gave Johan a blow today just because of getting hit on the foot yesterday. And it's better to just, you know, have him rest and then go versus uh, the Pirates tomorrow, which will be facing another lefty or just, you know, just give him a blow. Yeah, nothing to do with the with the foul ball. That was our assumption kind of when we saw it. We asked him and uh, nope, nothing to do with the foul ball. Just a just a day off. Um, it really seems like guys are going to get days off. Uh, I know fans don't like that either, but that's how baseball works these days. And uh, Pedro Grafol seems that uh, seems to have a strategy in place to make sure that his players are getting days off on a fairly regular basis so they do not get, uh, you know, worn out. Um, and, and he said it was an important part of their strategy for keeping these guys on the field. So uh, you're going to see guys get uh, get days off here and there, uh, he said, and maybe he picked, you know, not the greatest day to say it, but he did say that the, uh, the an important part of that is making sure that not all the guys are out of the lineup at the same time. I do think there were about, what, three or four regulars off today. So maybe that was not uh, the best uh, time to unleash that one. But, uh, you know. I think what he means is that they're going to uh, try to make sure that they can still have the best lineup they can every day of uh, that they're playing uh, while still getting guys days off. It's a balance. And, uh, you know, you, you've heard other managers, be they Tony La Russa or Rick Renneria, you've heard them try to say the same thing. And I think uh, Pedro says it, uh, when Pedro talks about it, he talks about maybe uh, or revealing a little bit of data that they have back, not what that data is, but that they're looking at data and that they have a plan, that they're monitoring all what these guys can do. Uh, and they're hoping to uh, kind of abide by that strategy as they move along here. Yeah. And people bringing up in the chat, Sox were six and two last year. Uh, you know, we obviously know that it, it, the seasons aren't defined in April. Uh, we, we could just say that, you know, we're, we're not taking in too much here. And I don't think you're going to get this bad of perf- pitching performances each and every night from Lance Lynn and Michael Kopech. And yeah, right? if it was, yeah, you could worry the hell out of everything yeah. if this is with the White Sox pitchers. The the hitting shown, shown up, which has been at least, 
you know, somewhat promising. And this was one of their worst days. Uh, they, they really weren't getting a lot of elevation and lift on the ball today. Uh, this is one of their worst days for uh, fly balls and, and line drives. Uh, you know, I think they've had four games with 10 plus, which is pretty good. Um, so hopefully they can continue that versus Pittsburgh coming up. We're going to take a quick break, talk about our main takeaways from this series, and then wrap it up, put a bow on it. Got to let you know, though, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. That's us, CHGO. So get fitted in the best sports gear round. FOCO has you covered with hoodies. Uh, Spilled some water here. You did? Mm-hmm. You all right? Oh, yeah, I'm just wet. I'm not going to melt. I'm not a witch. You can go get a new shirt at FOCO. I could. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front troop, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leaders in sports merch and collectibles. FOCO, if you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. So check out FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. Or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. They sent us two lovely bobbleheads, uh, Southpaw and TA. They're on the main set right now, but they are awesome and would be a lovely addition to any man cave also want to let you know about shady rays i have two pairs herb has two pairs Vinny has a pair and we sarah Sarah has a pair and she loves them take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered with the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn they, are durable, they have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized shades. Try yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, ShadyRays.com, use code CHGO, 50% off two or more polarized shades. Let's go to our main takeaways. Um, Justin Whale saying his main takeaway is that ceases our only pitcher worth anything. Um, again, we, have we even seen Lucas Giolito twice? Let's, no. let's 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 slow it down, guys. Let's let's slow the roll. All right, we're we're, we're just getting through the first seven games. Uh, my biggest takeaway, uh, or let's let's start with Vinny. Vinny, what is your biggest takeaway? Well, I think my biggest takeaway from this series is you can't give up that many home runs, but um, we wanted to have a little variety in here. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, go back to TA getting ejected yesterday. And Herb, you said it while we were on, you know, you were one of several people who I saw talk about, oh, he can't do that. He's taking himself out of the game. He's hurting his team by not getting out there. Uh, Pedro Grafal doesn't look at it that way. Pedro Grafal says, hey, if he can keep playing with that energy and with that attitude, with that passion, uh, then we'll welcome anything that that comes of it. He says he plays with a little bit of edge. The White Sox need it. The White Sox want it. Uh, the organization wants it. Pedro wants it. So uh, this is something the White Sox do not want TA to change. And if it, it's going to result in him getting ejected every once in a while, I think it's been eight times now in his career um you know then that's okay they'll live with a few innings without him due to the ejection if it means that he's there to fire up his teammates every other time that he's allowed in that dugout so uh you know certainly what you're talking about 
mirrors, you know, the comments that have been made about Aloy, you know, in the outfield, hey, you can't keep doing this kind of thing in the outfield. You're hurting your team by taking yourself out of the game. I get that. It's reasonable. It, it, it's logical. But the White Sox are saying, hey, we want T.A. to be T.A. And, and if that comes with a little bit of uh, downtime because of uh, having to leave a little early, we'll take that anytime we can get it because it means the rest of the time we're getting that emotion, we're getting that energy. So uh, her, I'll let Herb talk about all the home runs that were given up and all the walks that were issued and all the pitching problems that the White Sox had this series. Uh, I'll go ahead and chime in with T.A. there, even though he said he didn't want to talk about it anymore and he didn't want it to be a two-day story. Sorry, T.A., I'm bringing it up again, but there you go. My takeaway, good hitters will make you pay, and that's what the Giants did. Patience. 21 walks in the three-game set, seven. That's seven per game, Sean. I did the math wow, on that. Wow, look at you. The White Sox, on the other hand, only eight in the three-game set. So the Giants almost matched their average with the White Sox in the whole series. And then the 13 home runs by the Giants batter. So whenever a mistake was made, for the most part, the Giants punished those balls. That's what the White Sox have to see and say, okay, yeah, they can do that. And our pitching staff was not great today or this whole series, but we can also punish a couple pitches that are fat in the zone. Their pitchers today, Wood wasn't that great. Junis was good, but he wasn't great. He was just pitching the same slider the White Sox were just flailing at. I, so many times, so many White Sox haters were stepping in the bucket trying to pull that ball. That ball's in the outside corner. Serve it. They, you saw earlier in the uh, fourth inning where a couple White Sox hitters served the ball to right field. That should have been their approach, but they were stepping in the bucket trying to hit four-run home runs with a, nobody on base versus Junis. So their approach needs to be better. And when they get a fat pitch, middle-middle, they need to punish it like the Giants did. And the, uh, you saw this whole series. The Giants were patient at the plate, and those turned into runs immediately. 21 walks is unacceptable. Yeah, and, you know, when I bring up hard hits, uh, it is for a reason, folks. I'm not trying to, you know, bring it up for, you know, uh, my own reasons. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Personal gain. Uh, the White Sox had five 100-mile-per-hour exit velocities today. The white, uh, the Giants had fourteen. Oh, that place, that place. Um, that's pretty good. Usually, when you hit the ball hard, <laughs> good things happen, folks. Uh, so I would like the White Sox to hit the ball harder. Um, that's nice. But I would also like to see lefty pop. It was making me kind of sick. Blake Sable, Mike Yastrzemski, Michael Conforto, all people I've brought up for the White Sox to pick. Blake Sable was a Rule Five pick. He was available. The Pirates just were letting him walk, and he smashes one off of Lance Lynn. Michael Conforto, that man was a free agent for two-plus years. White Sox could have had him for change. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Palmer, who one of the people on Twitter, said, uh, man, when we were talking last year about Michael Conforto hitting a bunch of home runs at guaranteed rate, we weren't thinking about this. Right. Yeah, I think you sounded the alarm initially about Michael Conforto in the 2021 season or for 2022. And I was right along with you after you said, it. I was like, okay, that does sound good. And then this off season, we are all looking at Michael Conforto's like, that would be a perfect fit for the white Sox right field position uh, or left field position. And he showed out today that he can hit in guaranteed rate, especially when you throw him a middle, middle fastball and he rock, rocks it. And don't forget back in December, I was ready to trade Gavin sheets, Jimmy Lambert and Cole Seamus for Mike Yastrzemski. All right. All right I, I, I want lefty pop. And here comes Andrew Benatendi, uh, finally getting an extra base hit at home. And it's off of Matt Beatty. I mean, uh, hey, come on. Counts in the, counts in the, uh, Press box on the box score. Yeah, Tomorrow's gonna be like, man, he hit off of those guys and the Giants. Man, look at the Andrew Benintendi. Little boxes, all the same. Um, this is the sixth time the White Sox at home, uh, or at least at least this home since 1991 
have given up uh, 10 or more home runs. Uh, the most they've given up in a three-game series, 13. Uh, they gave up 10 to the Royals back in September 2019. They gave up uh, 10 to the Mariners back in April 2019. That was one of the uh, Yo-Nos clutch games. Yep. Uh, for that series, uh, back in 2017 in September, they gave up 10 home runs to Cleveland, uh, against Detroit in 2004, they gave up 10 home runs in Kansas city in April in 2004, they gave up 10 home runs. They won all of those games though. Uh, <laughs> and then in 1999 in June, uh, against Baltimore, uh, lost all three, giving up 10 home runs. Albert uh, Bell's Baltimore Orioles in 1999. What was it? Yeah. Look at that. Did you hit a home run? Probably. BJ Serhoff. Brady Anderson, Harold Baines oh, for right. the other team, and Albert Bell, a two-for-one. Albert Bell and Harold Baines getting at the the, the, the the pale host. If Albert Bell wasn't such a tool, he would be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> his numbers were right. Uh, was he Better? using any creams? Like, oh, yeah, uh, he was definitely doing steroids. Fernando Tatis. And, and, ster- and uh, cork bats. He was cheating his ass off, but I don't think that matters, right, David Ortiz? No. Uh, nine straight shows we've done. Uh, so we have gotten off the season right. Seven games, nine shows, two off-day shows. Uh, Vinny, what's your biggest takeaway after the start of the season? Are you just happy baseball's back? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, we, we, that, listen, that off-season felt like it lasted forever. And it was cold this morning when I got to the ballpark. I think it's much nicer now outside when I when I leave. But looking ahead to next week, it's going to be in the 70s. It's going to hit 80 at some point next week. Let's go. Summer's back. Come on. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is, um, yeah, I'm glad baseball's back and I'm glad I'm traveling to Pittsburgh, even though this team isn't playing the way it should be. But I love that ballpark. I love that city. And I hope the White Sox right the ship before it's too late. Because, yes, you cannot win a series, a season series or a season in April, but you can definitely lose it, especially versus teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates, who you think are also rants. Just went to Boston and got a sweep there. Now they're four and two, looking for a little bit more hunger or a little bit more uh, meat here in their home opener this week. I think the Pittsburgh Pirates are a formidable task, and the White Sox need to bring their A game. As we see, they can get aired out by a team that you don't think is that good. Yeah, easily. Well, and just real quick, uh, Boston did lose two of those games by only scoring one run, so that's the issue. Hopefully, the White Sox don't score one run twice on the Pirates pitching. I'd be pretty sad uh, if they did that. Uh, and you know, Cutter Crawford giving up seven earned runs in a start won't Ooh. help your chances to win. Exactly. Uh, Nick Pavetta giving up two home runs against the Pirates won't help. I mean, that's their best pitcher is Nick Pavetta. Uh, Corey Kluber, uh, he went five innings against the Pirates and did well, but I mean, that's. Like Corey Kluber, like that's not, that's not Klubot. That's not that's not Cleveland Corey Kluber. I I don't know. I, I feel like the White Sox. I, I feel pretty good about the the Sox going into uh, Pittsburgh uh, coming up on uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you see Herb at PNC, hit him up. Say what's up. Uh, Vinny and I will be in studio on Sunday. April 9th for post game. So we'll wrap up this series, uh, the Pirates series with a bow. Uh, interesting to watch Vince Velasquez on Saturday versus the White Sox. Be interesting to see uh, Mike Clevenger again in a start for the White Sox. How does Lucas Giolito pitch in his second start this year? Uh, a lot of different storylines. Anything you guys watching out for specifically in this Pirates series? See if they can keep hitting, and I think that makes sense. I mean, listen, the number of hits that they've racked up so far, that's a good sign, right? We came into the season saying, what's this offense going to do? Are they fixed the offense? What's the offense going to do? Probably would still like to see those power numbers be a little bit higher. I would imagine the White Sox would, but, um, you know, you got to you got to take the good where you can get it, and they've been knocking out plenty of hits. So uh, I, I think uh, – 
Pittsburgh Pirates pitching is probably not uh, the the most ideal uh, in in the league. So I think if the White Sox can take care of that, uh, they'll have a good weekend. I would expect them to have a good weekend. But, uh, hey, that's why they play the games, isn't it? I'm looking for the White Sox starters to go into the sixth inning, not necessarily finish because it's three, four, five, but go into the sixth inning. The bullpen has been overworked so far. So these starters have to take it on themselves to execute their pitches correctly and get into the sixth inning. So you can set up your bullpen correctly with the players that you want, like a Joe Kelly, a Graveman and Raylo Lopez there. So that is the task that Lucas, um, Mike Clevenger, and then it's Dylan Cease again. No, uh, Mike Kopech have in front of him. And then that Michael Kopech start on Sunday, a bounce back for him. He needs to execute his pitches and get more than he did last time. Because Pittsburgh's launching off of you. Then we got problems. Then we got problems. If real Pittsburgh's problems. launching up off of you, then you got real problems. Absolutely. Um, the one thing I just want to see from the White Sox is home run. Again, lefty pop, righty pop. Give me some pop. Uh, we've seen some pop from T.A., but I'd like to see him go deep. Uh, Rich Hill, since 2019, has given up 51 home runs. Vince Velasquez has given up 67 home runs. Can we get some home runs, please? I mean, we saw how many home runs from Vince Velasquez last year. 11, I can tell you. I have the stats in front of me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like the White Sox can hit some home runs off Vince Velasquez. Please, 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 Yasmani Grandal and Sebi Zavala. Keep the, uh, keep the uh, scouting reports on Vince Velasquez. Let's, let's know what he likes to do, and uh, let's, let's share that with Luis Robert Jr. And he, and I, I think you bring, up, you bring up Yasmani Grandal. That's a good candidate for a water shot. Out there Jeez, in Pittsburgh, Jesus. ooh, that's a that's a Oscar Colas is first. I I mean I, I I if I had to pick, I think I'd pick Yasmani. He's just they're a little bit more majestic. I, I think he he could deposit one into the river there. Is which one of the three is that Herb? Is that the uh, the Ohio, the Allegheny, or the Monongahela? The Allegheny behind um, right field in uh, Pittsburgh. I just like not the Monongahela. Monongahela, yeah, Monongahela. <laughs> I don't know rivers. I can't. I can't go toe to toe with rivers. There's with three you guys. of them. Oh, there is there. Is yeah. that? Oh, is that why you used to call it Three River Stadium? Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's something. I like, like. Uh, Vinny, Vinny's uh, alliteration there too. Pittsburgh Pirate pitching. Pittsburgh Maybe. Pirate pitching. Vince they, Velasquez, pi- Pittsburgh Pirate pitcher. Um, it's on a card. <laughs> Got to trade him Peyton Paulette to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yuck. Um, Shout out to Shea Fidel saying uh, at least we got Sean, Herb, and Vinny with the super chat. We appreciate you. Uh, And thank you, Matthew Lucas, the fans therapy chat to listen to good content while expressing our frustration. Uh, Hey, we're frustrated with the first seven games, but again, they got what? Uh, My rough math, uh, 150 something. That's about accurate. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you, Sarah Fichter, for producing the show. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with this chat. Uh, we got 34 likes. Why not to get Frank Thomas uh, with 35? So make sure you hit that thumbs up. We'll be with you post game on Sunday uh, after the White Sox take on the Pirates at 1235.